0: Good morning, friends, and welcome to day six of your 30-day challenge. Today we're going to be talking about a super important topic, but it can also be a topic that draws up a little bit of um, wonky feelings for people, maybe some resistance or a little bit of anxiety, because this is the topic of what I call confusing foods. And the confusing foods are the typical foods in the standard American diet, the processed food, the crap food, as one of my friend puts it. And these foods are, um, there's so many, there's so much uh, research about these foods causing so many diseases and being kind of like the, some of the, the root causes of some major issues physically and emotionally. And so, um, I just want to share with you not only what they are and um, how to you know, understand the top seven confusing foods, but also what to do to kind of gently clear them out of your diet without, um, without it being too harsh. So if this topic in the past has been a little bit challenging for you or in the past you've had trouble letting go of some particular foods, then just as you're listening to this audio, just simply tap through the points. If you feel any anxiety or any like, ugh uh, nervousness. Like I've tried this before. It didn't work. It didn't happen. Um, we're going to do this a little bit differently than, um, some programs. Not that there's anything wrong with any of those programs. We're just going to do it a little bit differently so that we can work with all of these layers of your being, um, in a, in a really kind way. So, um, the The confusing foods, the reason that these are confusing is because they are um, they 're deceptive to our bodies. They are essentially called food and were programmed from childhood to, to see certain foods. And call them food when they're actually not food; they're they're edible food-like substances. Your body does not um, recognize them. Doesn't know what to do with them. They get stuck inside our bodies, creating all sorts of um, havoc, like uh, toxic um, issues. They they cause they. they um, confuse our system to where we become addicted to them. Um, they they mess up our signals of hunger and fullness. They mess up our hormones. They cause extra weight gain because your body doesn't really know where to put all that extra toxic load and um, all the extra food that maybe your body doesn't need. And so remember if you, if you struggled with letting go of some of the confusing foods in the past, it's not your fault. You have been wired from childhood to look at certain foods and think, oh, that's food. And, and you've been wired to, um, to, to trying to think how to say this, Uh, The what to eat, the how to eat, the how much to eat, how to eat in social situations, all of those things have been programmed from an early age. And so what we have to do is we have to both work with the body layer, how to clear that stuff out of your system, but also how to work with your mind and um, how to rewire your brain around food, especially these confusing foods. Now, I do not like to give much airtime to negativity, so I don't like to stay on the subject of confusing foods any longer than necessary to help you understand like the dangers of them, what, like, what sort of havoc they wreak on your body, on your mind, on yourself, on your ability to really thrive in life. Um, that's the only reason I would ever talk about confusing foods is just so that you understand what they're doing to you. But other than that, we want to get out of that mindset and focus on what we want to create, not, um, not get too bogged down in all the bad stuff out there. So I'm going to share with you what I consider to be the top seven confusing foods. And um, these top seven confusing foods find their way into all sorts of different combinations of foods. And and the main thing is to kind of understand where they might be hiding and and know how to look at labels and and understand where they might be. Um, So the top seven confusing foods are sugar, Processed sugar of any kind. This is, um, you know, high fructose corn syrup. This is even evaporated cane juice or organic sugar. It's still sugar. Your body still sees it as such. It still enters your system, causes um, a, a release of insulin, which makes you feel temporarily better. Um, it causes your brain to light up, and in a certain to to create kind of an addictive type of um, response in your brain. And um, but then you ca- then the the insulin crashes it comes down and everything just you you feel yucky and then you need that same cycle that same fix over and over and over again. There are studies that have shown that sugar can be just as addictive as cocaine um, because of the way that it lights up that same part of your brain. So if you've had trouble getting off of sugar in the past, um, you know just give yourself a lot of uh, grace and understanding because it is very addictive. And you can be free, and you can um, heal from this, and detox it out of there. And there's lots of great ways to do it, which we're going to talk about. But uh, sugar is a really big deal, and and it's not, um, you know, there's there's good sugars out there, and you need those good sugars. You need the good sort of um, not just sweetness for your um, your for the emotional side of you, but you also need the sugars to restore the glycogen your body. So I won't get too, too sciencey here, but you need some good ones, but you need them to come from whole food substances like, um, sweet potatoes and some low sugar fruits. And, um, you know, you can get them from even, even minimally processed coconut sugar. You know, I gave you the whole congruent foods list. So there's, you need the sugar. You just need it in a form that your body knows what to do with. And that's not overly sweet. I remember the first time that I went to um, another country. I went to Vienna, Austria. And in Europe, um, many parts of Europe, they don't have near as many processed foods, and the food isn't near as sweet. And so I had I had a dessert there, and it was maybe a quarter of the amount of sweetness of the United States. Um, you know, Americans are so addicted to the, the intense amount of sweetness. And I remember feeling very satisfied, but not... Um, you know, not like an addicted sort of high feeling. And that's really the way that should be normal for us. So we have to, it is very difficult in America because everything is oversweetened. Okay. So that's number one, sugar. Number two is gluten. And I'm talking about gluten containing grains. Lots of things contain wheat and, um, I won't go into detail because whole books have been written about this. If you want more, you can read Wheat Belly, which is um, it really helps you understand the issues with wheat, um, especially in today's day. It wasn't always this way, but wheat has been so messed with that um, it's really problematic. And, and um, so there's also a book called um, Grain Brain, if you want to understand a little bit more about that. So... Um, that is, that is number two. So gluten-containing grains. You really want to stay away from gluten. Um, there are gluten-free grains, which are on the congruent foods list, but gluten-containing grains can be just no bueno. Okay, number three is pasteurized dairy. Now, um, raw dairy really has some awesome um, benefits. Some people really need it, um, especially those who are feeling a little bit malnourished, and, um, need some of the, the healthy fats and the minerals and things that come from raw dairy. Pasteurized dairy is a whole other animal. When it, when the enzymes are taken out of it through the heating process, the pasteurization process, then it essentially turns into this like gluey mass inside your system. You don't want that. You don't need that. And, um, your body, it'll just get really like stopped up. The people that I, uh, the clients that I work with that have like allergies or asthma or um, you know lots of food sensitivities, the first thing I'll do is trade that that pasteurized dairy for um, some other options because um, it can really make a huge difference in things like allergy or asthma or food sensitivities, food intolerances. So that's number three. Um, number four is corn. So. Um, Corn is is another issue. It used to be awesome, but um, there's a whole lot of studies that show that um, that corn is very very toxic to our system. You know, even real corn, whether you're doing corn chips or regular corn, I would recommend just keeping that out of your diet. It's um, very problematic nowadays. It's been um, hybridized. It's been messed with. Um, most corn is not is is GMO. It's genetically modified. So. That would be number five. Um, Number six are, I put these two together. Um, These are the uppers and downers. This is alcohol and caffeine. Alcohol kind of creating sort of a calmness inside your body, but also can be very addictive. Obviously, caffeine is kind of the upper. And so, what it does is it kind of messes with your system. Um, It messes with your ability to understand hunger and fullness. It kind of messes with your brain. Now, there is nothing wrong with having a little bit, um, here and there, um, a little bit of like a glass of red wine, you know, once a week or whatever, that's totally fine. Um, you know, if you want to have a really healthy, like conscious coffee or, you know, that, that in moderation is fine. Um, it's how you do it, but you have to, you just have to know that it, it confuses your system. So both alcohol and caffeine, the uppers and the downers, um, these, these guys are ones you just have to be careful with. Okay, five, six, number six. I was counting artificial sweeteners. These are things like Splenda and sweet and low. This does not include stevia or monk fruit or xylitol, but pretty much all the others are no bueno. So make sure that you clear out any artificial sweeteners. They kill your brain cells. Um, like, di- you know, people talk about diet Dr. Pepper being better than regular Dr. Pepper. It's totally false. Sadly enough, um, the, the, di- the diet um, usually contains Splenda, which eats away at your brain, literally. It's bad news bears. If you want more on this, check out the um, documentary on Netflix, Hungry for Change. There's more information on that. Okay, number seven is hydrogenated oils. And these are the oils, canola oil, vegetable oil, basically any oil that is not... Um, olive oil, coconut oil, red palm oil, or avocado oil. Those are the four good ones at this point. And um, anything that is not that, you want to stay away from it. It, it. it really messes with the lipid barrier around every cell. Your body has a, a barrier of fat around every cell that allows the, the um, body to... Or the cell to like release toxins and to receive nutrients, but if that that barrier around the cell has been damaged by these hydrogenated fats and oils, then um, it's damaged and it is it's not it's not um, dumping toxins and it's not receiving nutrients. So it's not good. So staying away from the fried foods really important. Hydrogenated oils. Um, there's some there's some good things out there nowadays that you can do like you know replacing like chips that have a lot of oils in them. Some good things you can do. You just have to be super aware of that. okay, deep breath in and hopefully this has been helpful to understand these seven these top seven confusing foods. Um, we're going to talk about uh, in in one of the following days we're going to talk about how to trade, give you some trades list. Um, but I just want you to to really have a deep understanding that these these foods are just not foods. They are messing with your life force energy. They are messing with your ability to create in the world. They're messing with your clarity of mind. They're messing with your ability to feel happy. So we want to get these guys out of there. And remember, you don't want to wait until you have some sort of official diagnosis um, your body is very powerful to heal itself, but it can only take so much um, pressure. Um, it can only take so much stuff before it 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 gets overrun and overloaded. Remember, all disease is simply disease in our bodies. It's disease. It's our bodies are having to deal with stuff it should never have to deal with. Okay, so we want to get these guys out. So step one is we need to detox these foods. Out of your kitchen, in order to detox your body, you have to detox your kitchen. So um, now, if you need a, if you're tapping while you're listening to this, that's awesome. And if this is, if this idea doesn't scare you, then great. Then you've done a, a, a lot of work already. It's awesome. Either way, just um, sometime this weekend, I want you to set your intention to be ruthless with these confusing foods that are toxic, addictive, deceptive. Get them out of your space. Now, um, you, need to, you need to do this with your fridge, your pantry, your freezer, what you have sitting out on the counter, what you have sitting in your office, whatever it is, get those guys out. Um, number two though, is we, we got to work with rewiring our brains. So again, we've got so many associations from past programming about how to eat, what to eat, what to do in social situations. And so I want you to know, we're going to be doing some of that work during these 30 days to rewire your brain over towards the foods that are going to be life giving where it becomes easy to to clear these foods out, like I never thought it would be easy for me to not be addicted to bread anymore. I used to love bread. I would make homemade bread for my family every week, and it was awesome. And then I just noticed I felt crappy whenever I ate it, and so I never thought it would be possible for me to just not eat bread. And now I don't even crave it ever. So not only have I worked with um, you know getting it out of my body, but I detoxed it out of my kitchen and then out of my brain, rewiring the brain. So we're going to do that um, and, uh, and doing that during the 30 days. Here, however, in the process of rewiring, you know, we need sometimes a little bit of a safety blanket in order to feel comfortable and okay with making these big changes. So what I want you to do is I want you to leave three confusing foods in your diet. So I want you to think of the three confusing foods that you are not ready to give up. I'll give you an example. I basically have all congruent foods in my pantry, in my freezer, in my fridge, on my countertop, and the three that I'm not ready to let go of are dark chocolate and organic coffee. I still have my coffee and I use tapioca flour so that I can make my crepes. And so these are not the highest congruency foods. Some of them are still kind of semi-congruent like dark chocolate, but they're safer than many others um, and, um, you know, dark chocolate's sort of like on the edge, but I, it's, it's still not like life-giving necessarily. It's just better than, you know, um, maybe a Kit Kat bar. Now, after working with my body and my mind for this many years, I've noticed that it's super important for me to be respectful of where I am right now, both physically and mentally, and not have a certain idealistic... Way of working with myself, where it's like an all or none type of thinking, like unless I do it perfectly, then it's not good enough. It's very important to question that sort of mindset because that mindset will really sabotage and hijack your effort to actually do what you can do. And so um, be respectful of yourself by leaving three of your favorite confusing foods that you don't want to let go of yet and just honor yourself right there. And, um, so this could be, you know, um, similar to mine, um, or it could be something totally different. Now I would encourage you to keep foods in that are the least, um, destructive to your system. So things like dark chocolate, they're sweet. It's kind of, it gives you a little bit of a lift on, you know, uh, an afternoon where you're needing a little bit of a lift or, um, so that's really helpful. Um, but maybe trading, you know, a get some 70% dark chocolate rather than like a Snickers bar, you know? So leaving in confusing foods that, that feel maybe not too destructive. So just bear that in mind, but leave three confusing foods in your fridge, in your pantry. Okay. Now, um, some of you may have um, children or a spouse or a partner that might not be on board with all the great changes you're making. So just remember that you can um, maybe leave a basket of the confusing foods that are for them. Um, you can leave that at a specific spot. And then just in your mind, just that, bo- that box is just, think of it as like crap to you. It's just not even existing. It's, it's if they want it, it's their choice. You're taking care of your beautiful self, your being, and um, you set that intention. So um, you can still be healthy and live with a lot of other people, um, you know, in your space. Um, But I'm assuming that if you're doing this challenge that you have a little more control over the kitchen and you can organize it the way you need to. Okay, so the confusing foods list is in your email And, um, the intention for today, detox your kitchen, do your daily greens and your daily tapping. Those three things, intention for today. If you can't get it all done today, do it sometime this weekend. We got to clear the crap out of there so that you can have your space just clear and clean. All right. Until next time. Hope you have an awesome day and an awesome weekend.